Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio Nation. It is Friday night, September 25th, 2020. I'm trying to sound like Barbara Walters. 2020. Um, <laughs> this is page one. I am LeVar, and of course, I am always joined by my wonderful co host, Mary. How are you? I am still upright and fighting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, okay, I'm not going to touch that one. But I'm, good. I'm glad that you are. <laughs> um, and I know we weren't with everybody last Friday night, but we're so glad to be back with you this Friday night. As we head into, by the time we see you next week, uh, it will be just about the beginning of October, won't it? Yeah, I think so. I don't have a it calendar. Will be. For yep. Yeah. So it'll be October second. Yeah, it will be the beginning of October, and. That's insane. This year has flown by, <laughs> literally flown by. Um, and for oh, a lot of you in the, yeah, in the business world, that would be quarter four, which means the last 90 days of the year, and which starts really the unofficial, I think, in some ways or odd ways, the uh, kickoff for some places to <laughs> celebrating the holidays. I don't know about you. Last weekend, I went to Lowe's. They already had in their aisle the Christmas stuff. Uh, fast forward to yeah. Fast forward to today. I will go, I go to Dollar Tree and Christmas aisle slash Halloween aisle, which <laughs> I'm not sure if you want to wait a week or two, <laughs> maybe wait until mid to late October. But they already had Christmas stuff up at Dollar Tree. So, yeah. Oh, serious. Like, right now, it should be you have to wait until Thanksgiving. Because it's a Halloween, Thanksgiving, then you start the Christmas holiday. What is wrong with people? I don't know. That's like, who, who, that's like buying Halloween stuff in July. Right. But who wants to get a jump this early on Christmas decorations and Christmas? I mean, Not granted. Well. <laughs> I mean, granted, there are some people who I know who already have Halloween decorations in their front yards, but why the like month? I know you want to keep it up and have like I get it. You want to put it up so that you can enjoy it for a little while. There used to be a time, mind you, that people didn't put up Christmas trees and Christmas until really like maybe a few days before Christmas, if not Christmas Eve. People didn't put the tree up until Christmas Eve. 
and it took it down like right after New Year's. It was only up for a few days. Mm-hmm. And we're in such a rush now. Yeah, we put ours up. I want to say uh, two weeks. It was two weeks before Christmas. That's when uh, Christmas break started. We put it up on the first day of Christmas break. That's when you have uh, a little bit of help. <laughs> so you can right. do it around that time. But I don't get it. Why so early? Mm. I, don't, I don't How I don't many know. decorations I'm down with? Like right now, because there's no holiday towards the end of September. Like if there was a holiday at the end of September, other than autumn, um, if there was a holiday, then I would be against Halloween. I don't think there should be Thanksgiving stuff out. Just saying, it's not Halloween comes first. So let's 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 celebrate Halloween, then celebrate Thanksgiving, then celebrate whatever holiday you celebrate during the Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever. It's not Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. <laughs> I was waiting for you to make the correct. <laughs> Well, I always say Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, so that's why I say Kwanzaa. That was my fault. That is something I say. Is it a happy holidays? Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa. Covers everybody. But, I mean, if you're going to do then that's when that holiday is. And the New Year's, and then all that stuff comes down. And then you wait until the end of January, and you put up your Valentine's Day stuff beginning of February. I just don't. It's decorating super early. I don't understand. I don't. So that leaves us, actually, we are probably about one, two, three, four, five, six weeks away from all clocks going back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gained an hour, but the sad thing that I Unless think... Unless you're we'll, in Arizona. <laughs> unless you're in Arizona. Uh, the sad <laughs> thing is that I think a lot of you noticed that the other day... Well, a lot of people like fall. It was the first day of fall this week. Mm-hmm. All... Uh, Really, I think kicks into fall, winter kicks into high year. We get daylight savings time. It's already getting dark early. I don't, I don't know. Are you a big fall person? I, I'm not really. I'm oh. more of a spring summer. Oh, so you're a summer. You're not a winter palette. Yes, no. I'm a, I autumn, fall, harvest. Yes, orange, red, brown. Yes. Halloween. I have way more Halloween decorations than I should. I have a Halloween village instead of a Christmas village, I, which reminds me, I need to go and pick up a new one for this year. Um, yeah, th- I, yes. <laughs> but see, yes. you did something. Fall see, or autumn is my season. As to your reasons for liking fall, which was the holidays involving fall, not uh, not like you know snow. Oh, I love the weather. <laughs> okay. No, I love the weather. Um, the weather is I and football. Oh my gosh, football! That's fall for me. As soon as football hits, like after you get started, it's yeah, it's football season. And I don't care that football season goes into the winter, but oh, the best football games are done in September and October. Homecoming. Um, yeah, I love the weather. I love Midwest has some of the best weather, although. I can be swayed for the East Coast if uh, I end up moving out that direction. But, yeah, no, there's a lot of things I like about fall and autumn, however you want to call it. Hmm. Let's see. I, don't, I think the reason why I like spring and summer is that it's kind of like after a long lumber of everybody kind of being more 
internal. Uh, things come alive. It's everyone's out. Everyone, you know, is, it's kind of like waking up from a long nap and seeing people who you haven't seen in a while. And people, and I know it hasn't been the same this year, but we kind of don't count this year. Um, but in years past, you know, it was kind of like, hey, it's now spring, so there's more people out and interacting and out and, you know, summer nights and, you know, just hanging out and, like, enjoying the weather, not having to worry about now bundling up and being cold. It's like you're warm, everybody's happy. I think that's what I incorporate with spring and with summer, and I think that's why I like it a little bit more. Granted, I was born in a winter, in the dead of winter, but... I tend to like more spring and summer than I do fall. Because it's like with fall, it, it makes me – I don't mind it, but it makes me a little sad because things kind of, like, shut down. Um, you know, some things that are seasonal. And I think that's exactly why I like it. I think you and I are exactly opposite in this. You like the awakening of it. You like the awakening of spring and socialization and having everybody out and longer days and having stuff to do. And I kind of like the, the wind-down part. Like – don't get me wrong, totally into summer activities, get me traveling, love that stuff. But I really enjoy just being able to slow down and kind of bring it all back in and bring it back to the core of who you are and who your family is and who and who are important to you and, and, and bring that in and the, the shorter days. So you have to get everything kind of together. And I like bundling up. I like cuddling up with someone and I like I like having a blanket and and a, you know that kind of bonfires and that kind of thing so I think you like the awakening part of it and getting all geared up and having that big like oh summer I like having the summer and then being able to like this is my you like waking up from the nap I like going to sleep <laughs> I mean <laughs> It, there's, Philosophy there's nothing right there. wrong with the bundling <laughs> up with somebody. There's nothing wrong with the Netflix and chill. But uh, <laughs> I get it. Absolutely I nothing wrong with it. But, yeah, so I think we like opposite uh, factors of what it is. But a lot of people are either a spring or a fall. I don't hear a lot of people saying they absolutely love the winter or they absolutely love the summer. I mean, I right. do – but there's a larger group of people that either like the spring or the fall. And it's either, and I really think it is kind of like, do you like to kind of wake up and, and get going and it's fresh and it's new and exciting, or is it kind of that wind down that you like? And I'm, I'm on the wind down side of it. Right. I got you. Uh, well, the one thing coming up here in the next couple of weeks, as we know, uh, with October, uh, really, the highlight is Halloween at the end of the month, the last day of the month. I, don't, I can't remember the last time Halloween actually wrapped up the month of October. Um, and it's on a Saturday. So that's Saturday, October 31st. And then the following, uh, well, actually that night, that Halloween night, uh, before you go to bed, you set the clocks one hour back. So um, that could come at an advantage for you parents who, you know, you set the clocks back. So, you know, your kids go to bed a little later, wake up a little later the next day, but you got to jump start on their candy. I don't know if that helps for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> were you a candy stealer back in the day when? Oh, I'm to- to- Morgan. Um, my child is a, yeah, she absolutely was my uh, candy beard. <laughs> like, you're going out trick-or-treating, regardless of whether you like it or not, I'm getting your candy. 
And then if I don't end up giving out the candy that I buy for everybody, oh, darn, I get candy at the house. Oh, yeah, candy. Oh, no. Every year, Jimmy Kimmel does a hilarious uh, bit where parents tell their kids the next day that they ate all of their candy. And the look on these kids' faces. <laughs> the look on these kids' faces. It's so sad. I know it's cruel, but it is so funny. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'll it's do amazing. it again this year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's coming up. Uh, I won't get into the start of Indigenous Peoples Day um, or Columbus Day. <laughs> Columbus Day. <laughs> <laughs> another, another show for another time. But um, want to, and I'm not sure if you wanted to talk because last week we weren't with you kind folks out there. Um, did, did, and I didn't. I didn't practice. I didn't talk about this before the show or not. You did not want to talk about your making the news, did you? <laughs> I don't mind talking about that. No, you don't. I'm you don't have to. I mean, it's I was up to you. Before. Yeah, I mean, you're, before, you're, but hey, now this. I have. Now I'm on the news. Go figure. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Nevada had some things happen with a certain someone in a very high office. And uh, the business that allowed that certain someone to show up and have tons of people there and not following the rules that he actually suggested to the other people high up in offices in the uh, state of Nevada that got pushed down. Um, they ended up being um, they ended up breaking rules and the business got in trouble for it. So I got to be part of the get the business in trouble for it. Um, so there was there was some stuff written. And um, my little handwritten note, my love note to the business got plastered all over the news in Nevada. It was kind of fun. Um, but, yeah, so there you go. Did they send you the following day note. like a uh, basket of fruit or maybe some flowers? I'm waiting for my box of chocolates. Yeah, no, I'm still waiting for my box of chocolates or my dead roses. I don't know. We'll see which one I get. Mm. We'll get it figured out. <laughs> still waiting on that, folks. Well, I think you did that story as well as you could without mentioning any names to protect the guilty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to try hard to get it figured out, go ahead and I know, I know. shoot me a Aren't message via Twitter. <laughs> there you go. Shoot me a message via Twitter and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and there you go. We'll get you the information. <laughs> right. <I agree laughs> That's how you'll find out. Actually, that story kind of intertwines with the top story that I have tonight because just a few hours ago, which goes to show that we are a timely show, Florida, which was hard hit by the coronavirus this summer, will reopen their bars and restaurants with no restrictions. Governor Ron DeSantis said Florida was moving into Phase 3 reopening on Friday, lifting all restrictions for restaurants and bars. Um, He said they can immediately reopen at full capacity, and he, of course, was widely criticized the past for reopening Florida early in the pandemic, a move that came after he met with the president. The order would also prohibit local governments from restricting business operations unless they can justify the economic cost of such actions. He said, in quote, there will not be limitations. They can operate at a minimum 
of 50% regardless of local rule, and then if a local restricts between 50 and 100%, they've got to provide the justification, and they've got to identify what the costs involved with doing that are. Bars are able to decide how to handle capacity at their establishments, and uh, since September 10th, they were allowed to reopen at 50% capacity. He says if you want to go beyond a 50, uh, you can authorize and do it. We're not telling you that you have to, but we're not going to stand in the way of that. So there will be a local decision if they want to try to do more capacity at some of the bars and pubs. Uh, gyms, hair salons, and amusement parks were not addressed during the governor's announcement today, but most gyms and businesses have already been operating at full capacity. Uh, the Sunshine State suffered devastating losses this past summer after it reopened in May, just as the coronavirus uh, was starting to crest. Those infections clustered in South Florida where municipal offices reinstated restrictions on bars and eateries in an effort to curb the spread of the coronavirus. And the uptick in cases during the months of July and August prompted the governor to close those bars and restrict restaurants to take out only, but he said slowly reopen the state for business even as the virus continues to decimate the U.S. And on Friday, Florida reported 2,500 new COVID-19 infections, bringing the state total to nearly 700,000. 177 deaths were recorded on Friday, bringing the cumulative state total to 13,914. They ranked third in most confirmed cases and fifth in deaths in the country since the pandemic began. Are you buying or selling about going back early? That fool. Yeah. I mean, the, the way that it's the way that it's written out, and I'm 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 going to jump jump into here. This is going to sound very political, uh, because you know I work with people that know how to talk this way. Um, part of me is great, grateful that somebody did it. Somebody had to. Um, granted, it was Florida. It's probably not the best way of doing it, but hey, yes, it's the place of the. This is going to be very rude, but it's you know it's the state of the newlywed and the nearly dead. So you know. They're just cleaning out the gene pool. Um, that's wrong. Honestly, <laughs> all joking aside, <laughs> all joking aside, um, somebody had to be first. Yeah, no, somebody had to be first, and whoever was going to be first was going to get highly criticized. Florida ended up being the one that's going to be first to pull the trigger. I'm going to hold back on my um, opinion, like fully. Uh, until a couple of weeks go by and we can see if there's an uptick in the cases. Honestly, at this point, we've been doing this for a while. At some point, we're going to have to get reopened, and you're going to have to make it up to the businesses. You're going to have to make it up to the people out there to be responsible and be safe. We can't. We have to cut the apron strings at some point. Um, like I said, somebody had to be first. I would love to say that this is going to be a shining example of how we're on the other side of this. The pessimist in me is saying, gosh, that's going to be a lot of people sick in a couple of weeks. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be hurting and suffering in a couple of weeks in Florida. I also see a lot of people traveling to Florida because they're fully open with Mm -hmm. bars and restaurants, causing more of that to spread across the country. So there's going to be yep. further restrictions in other areas because Florida is wide open. So I see a lot of good and bad. Um, but like I said, somebody had to be first. Otherwise, we'd still be, we'll still be doing this in 2095. Here's my take on this, and I'm a little bit on the fence. 
there's a um, good thing, bad thing to this. I'm kind of like you, where someone had to be first. I just don't know if Florida should have been first. I don't think Florida should be first. I don't think New York should be first. I don't think California should be first. Nevada, nor uh, uh, Arizona or Illinois even here. I would much rather a state that probably didn't really have to worry about this, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to offend you, I know, by putting your beloved state of Wyoming in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but states that really didn't have that much big of an issue, I'm all for it. Because at that point, hey, do what you got to do. You didn't really have the big Did outbreak. Did they even close, though? Who knows? I, I, who knows? That's if you're what from I'm Wyoming saying, so and you're listening tonight, let us know. But um, Please call in. You know, but those states or smaller states, you know, go right ahead. I think that when you had at one point when you were getting 15,000 cases a day, but like you said, at some point you're going to have to reopen because if it's one thing I've seen here in Chicago this past week, there has been the closure of a lot of restaurants, longstanding businesses that have been around because of the restrictions of COVID and what it's done to their business. And granted, yes, it's a horrible thing because this is not going to be the same for businesses big and small. Um, You eventually have to relax said rules, I feel, for bars and restaurants, but I think it is a huge rush in trusting the general population at a full percentage bar. I'd rather almost you go 75% for now and then maybe ramp it up to 100 once we get to, like, January-ish, February-ish. But I know at the same time some people are going to say, hey, they can't afford to go 75% because their business is hurting. I get it. But to me, I'm like you. I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach to this, but I don't a lot of good things coming from this because it's kind of like you're letting the whole gate open and letting everybody into the concert and say, hey, you know, first come, first serve, stand where you're going to stand. And you're going to have so many packed bars and restaurants and people who should not be in there who are sick, who are going to take it. And like you said, who are going to be coming from different states, who are going to be going there because it's wide open. Now, the only thing to this that helps right now is that, one, school is back in session, so college students really can't take that trip like they want to until winter. Two, a lot of people are really, like, fully invested back at work and at home with their families. So unless you take that, like, weekend trip, you know, in October, then that could happen. But this is the only good thing. So I think if they did this back in, like, July or August, this would have been catastrophic. But the fact that it's now October, and like I said, a lot of people are now fully invested back in work and school, this may not be so bad, but sadly, I see a little uptick happening. And eventually, like you said, we have to get back to some sense of normalcy. I just don't think it should be now, but somebody's argument could be if not now, then when? I don't know, but. And it has to be one of the big, I, I, and that's, I yeah. think that's where you and I differ. You're like, hey, it's the smaller states that don't have as many cases, they can open up. I don't know that the smaller states 
Wyoming included, Montana, the Dakotas, the places that you don't hear about, I don't know that they closed down completely the way that Chicago, Nevada, California, Seattle, Portland, Florida, New York, I don't know that they closed down like those kind of those places did. And so at some point, those big hotspots are going to have to lead the way on how to reopen and how to get back to because uh, and this is my this I this is just my opinion. I'm not wearing a mask for the rest of my life. I mean, granted, right now it's great for my complexion. I'm just saying, you know, you all you get to see is my eyeballs and I got cute eyes. From the nose down, it's just ratchet, but at some point I can afford a dentist, so I'll go see somebody. No. I'm not going to wear a mask for the, my entire life. And I don't think that it's yeah. right to have people have to change that over to be. Now, if you want to, I'm not saying that you have to, like, go back to not wearing a mask. You don't have to not, you know, to go back to being right up on somebody in line. By all means, some of these things we can absolutely incorporate into our lives the way that it is and not be awful and not be, and not be such a big change to it. But there's some things that do, and those things, those larger places, those places that had those outbreaks, they're going to have to be the leaders for the country. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to. And nothing against the smaller states, but or the the states that didn't have such a big outbreak, because they didn't have such a big outbreak, they're not going to be able to mitigate those bigger locations, those locations that did. Um, what works in Wyoming will not work in Florida. What works in Florida might work in Wyoming might work everywhere. It's, it's kind of a weird thing, so, yeah. So, and I'm just thinking um, about the ratchet thing. <laughs> We're a little early on one thing tonight, but I will tell you what's trending on Twitter. Uh, the Boston Celtics are trending as they beat the Miami Heat 121-108 tonight to force a game six in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. The Miami Marlins, the Miami Marlins, who were horrible a year ago, have clinched their first playoff berth in Major League Baseball since 2003 with a 4-3 10th inning victory over the New York Yankees tonight. So that is what's also trending. Also trending today, National Daughters Day. Uh, a lot of people giving shout-outs to their daughters on this National Daughters Day. And uh, also uh, Amy Coney Barrett, who President Trump tends to uh, nominate for the Supreme Court. Multiple reports are saying that tonight. Um, and also, uh, Tupac is trending. The reason why, um, is that, uh, Vice President, Vice Presidential nominee Kamala Harris asked, who's the best rapper alive? (laughs) I love her for even mentioning that. She answered Tupac. So now Tupac is trending. Actually, trending earlier was Eddie Murphy. And for the reason is that a lot of people, or a lot of uh, Gen Zers now, just realized that back in the 80s, Eddie Murphy made a musical album. Uh, so they were kind of like shocked to find this out. Party all the time is big time hit still, even all these years later. But Party all the time. <laughs> right. Uh, tonight, uh, coming up after tonight's commentary, we are going to talk a little college football because uh, – it's a hot-button topic uh, in the nation going into this weekend. Also ahead, 
uh, how one married couple is going to, or how they're going to treat you in regards to your gift, we will explain. And if we have some extra time left, we will share a study from the U.K. that um, you'd have to hear and believe. (laughs) Um, But before we do all of that, tonight's commentary, and it's a quick one, tomorrow is Good Neighbor Day here in the U.S. Um, Didn't know that? Now you do. But if 2020 has taught us anything, that definition has pretty much gone out the door in some aspects. Not all the way, but it has in recent years. It's just, you know, pretty much a proclamation, but the meaning behind it is needed now more than ever. You know, not just for your sake, but for the younger generation that's watching a modern-day civil war due to different ideologies. And yes, I'll say it, a lot of people who tend to be bold online or in some people's faces and politically incorrect or using actions that are incorrect. Even in election year, we should be able to be civil. But this year so far has only shown with so much on the line how some have become very bitter, divisive, and horrible at being a good neighbor. I hope that this year, starting with Good Neighbor Day, we start with being a good neighbor because doing so builds even further the good neighborhoods and to that, good communities, to hopefully good states and hopefully a better country. We'll be right back. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Back with you on this Friday night, September 25th. Now, I want to, I know we've talked earlier, uh, Mary and I, throughout the week about college football, and it started a few weeks ago, but it officially starts for other conferences, it seems, in the next week or two. Uh, You know, in recent days, you have heard about the Big Ten coming back. Uh, Also, um, we have seen about other conferences that may be coming back. Even the MAC conference <laughs> has announced a six-game football season that will begin on November 4th. Um, you know, I know ESPN has been going wild with this over the last few days uh, because they have seen uh, their own issues where uh, a lot of people, you know, are looking to – you know, figure out how this works with teams now coming into it when teams have already started. Um, the big deal this week was with LSU. Uh, their coach, Ed Orgeron, pretty much saying that the entire team at one point or another had already contracted coronavirus. And you're seeing, you know, still some games being canceled this weekend. Uh, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think Notre Dame's game has been canceled as well. I think I have to uh, get an update on that. But I don't know. These conferences that pretty much said that they were going to wait until spring and who are now coming back, is it too late? Or do you feel that they probably should be maybe waiting a little bit until the spring to play? I mean, because, I mean, granted, we just talked about opening up bars and restaurants. 
I mean, these teams are pretty much sat out, and now they want to come back in. Do you think it's pretty much too early for them or too late? Yes, both. Um, <laughs> and, I, my, and I'm a Big Ten gal, so you know very well I'm really excited about Big Ten. But they they shouldn't have they <laughs> they were too early to make a call on the season. They were too late to come back in. Um, Big Ten I think got in under the wire uh, just so that we could have enough um, games to kind of uh, what's a good word to to judge the teams for the national championship because I just don't know that like the BCS is not going to be able to to really do a good job of ranking teams they've, they've got their work if cut some out. teams are playing a limited schedule. Mm-hmm. We'll do it that way. Um, like I said, Big, Big Ten should have been back. They should actually have two more games than they have. I think yeah, like to be really a good contender, there's just too short. I think there's just too short. Yeah, the mat, the Honestly, mat is like I do. too short. <laughs> yeah, when you're starting up in November, the season goes through, and and really, honestly, I, granted, they usually start the last week of August, but if you're looking at it, you got four weeks in September, three weeks in October, and then three to four weeks in November, depending on your conference. If you're cutting out two of those months, before we're getting to bowl game time. Now, granted, bowl games are going to be running a little different as well. That's that's really that's you're losing an awful lot. Two to three games are usually non-conference, and you usually have what one you have one or two bye weeks depending. So right. that's still. Let me just. Yeah, let me remind the folks out there that the Pac-12, the way that they're going to do it, they're going to play the five opponents in its division plus the divisional crossover game prior to the December 18th conference championship game. And the teams that don't qualify for the title game are going to play in an additional conference game against the squad from the opposite division the same weekend. Uh, the Pac-12 will release its full schedule of games in the next few days. So, uh, But they have not received an indication that it would be ineligible for the college football playoff due to its re- uh, do schedule. Uh, even if the Pac-12 doesn't have a team worthy of inclusion in the four-team field, the eligibility component is important, so it can be in a position to collect a sizable payout. And last season, there was a $66 million base payout to each of the Power Five conferences. So there's a lot on the line in, in regards to money, which now these conferences have pretty much turned around and was like, oh, oh well, we see everybody else playing, so we better get in on this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it was one of those things where they tried to do the good thing and say, hey, let's wait this out and wait till spring. But then when they saw how successful some squads were more than others and that the probability of maybe getting sick uh, was probably a little less than they kind of had an about face uh, because some teams now are about two, three weeks in uh, to their season. So it's kind of one of those things where uh, you're playing uh, – I, I liken it to uh, a hockey game and 
somebody's coming from far away into the stadium, and I'm doing a shift change, comes in, well, stamp goes the other night. You come in, you play, you shoot, you score, you're done. And it's kind of like, you're coming in now? But I get it. Different thing. Bad analogy. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't – it's all well and good, but I don't know if you would be able to – and it, it it would be a horrible thing too if you leave those teams out because if they played somewhere around eighty percent of its schedule, they come back for that and then only to be told, hey, you can't have a postseason. You're going to get some lawsuits going. I can see that happening right away. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What and that's where the problem lies. I think it just was too. I think they were just too late. Right. They should have been. They should have been thinking about this. Like, granted, they made the call back in what? It would have been early August. They made the call to not to to not play some of their games, right? That they were going to mm-hmm. postpone their season. If I remember right, so they should have been monitoring that all the way up to the beginning of September. These announcements shouldn't have happened this week. They should have happened Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. They should have happened early because they had all of August and the couple of games that happened in September. And granted, right. there weren't a lot of games that were played, but they had the NFL games as well. So they could see what the professionals were doing. They could see what the other schools were doing. They could put, they've already had their other protocols in place for practices, or they should have had those protocols in place. These announcements should have happened beginning of September, and we should be seeing those games starting up here at the end of September, beginning right. of October. And, yeah, now they're coming in, and it's kind of like, I don't know as to how that's going to work, but it's going to be an interesting thing. Uh, I think uh, with college football, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, I remember a time when it seems like somebody played only eight or nine games in a season, and they didn't really play 10 or 11 or 12 like they do now. And there was still, you know, decisions made, but that was back in the old horrible days of, you know, the AP and the UPI poll and the coaches poll. <laughs> and yeah, I don't, yeah, it's, I'm going to have a wait and see attitude about this one because uh, we're now bringing more college players into the mix of everything. And then, you know, I, I don't know just how this works out and what happens if, say one of those teams in the conference has an outbreak what do you do so i don't know <laughs> yeah that's that's the problem i don't know yeah that's because that's if they if they postpone right uh, okay now now you've you've lost one two games you had a seven-game season. Now you're down to five. Are you? It, it, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, we'll it's see not where it goes. It's, it's it's college football, and I know we love it, but um, I'm 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 praying that everything goes smoothly, no one gets sick, and that we have complete seasons. Um, we know right now from where things stand, and it's amazing so far going into week three of the NFL season that you really have not heard about things happening. So I am 
glad to see that. Uh, I'm hoping that it continues. So, uh, wedding season, uh, you know, I've actually seen that it's not over yet. And I think this year has thrown a lot of weddings off course and uh, people who are still getting married um, or have plans for weddings down the line. Um, Have you ever had someone treat you a little better? based upon the gift that you gave. Well, see, most people won't know what gift you gave until after the wedding. But I guess, have you ever had someone treat somebody a little bit better knowing that they may get a more expensive gift? I, I mean, not my friends, but yes. I mean, I've seen it happen. Well, not the people I choose to hang out with, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this story comes... Uh, an unidentified couple planning to marry in the near future had allegedly sent an RSVP that demanded to know the value of the gift they would be receiving so they could provide meal options accordingly. A snapshot of the outlandish RSVP was recently shared to Reddit's wedding shaming form, showing that the future spouses created a four-tiered system of dinner choices offering generous guests the best grub. According to the RSVP, those who gave the happy couple a gift worth up to $250 will be granted the option of roast chicken or swordfish. Not bad options. While those who gave gifts valued between 251 and 500 would be granted sliced steak and poached salmon in addition to the roast chicken or swordfish. Guests who provided gifts between 501 to $1,000 in value would be able to pick from all the aforementioned meals or choose an exclusive dish designated to their gift level, which includes filet mignon or lobster tails. And the most exterior in the RSVP is reserved for those with a gift between $1,001 and $2,500 or more if they desire to be that generous. And has been de- uh, denoted as a platinum gift level by the unidentified couple. Guests who can afford to provide gifts this extravagant can choose a dish from any of the meal levels or opt for the exclusive two-pound lobster and souvenir champagne goblet. That thing better be like pure silver or gold. Interestingly, guests who may need to request a vegetarian or kosher meal, they're automatically put into the platinum gift tier, although it's unclear if those guests would need to shell out a thousand one or more just to eat at the reception. Now, there's no verbiage in the RSVP that indicates what happens to guests who have allergy restrictions. Although the identity of the couple hasn't been revealed, it is possible that the marrying pair are British, as hinted by the British spelling of the word favor, which I've seen now a lot of people spell favor and a few other words like Totally different to what it used to be, but that's a different story for a different day. Uh, Reddit users, of course, were appalled and confused at the RSVP's tiered meal system. Uh, it says everybody just said that their gift was over a thousand. Eat the two-pound lobster and laugh, thinking about the couple opening their forty-dollar toaster later. <laughs> 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 Another user claimed they would be willing to supply their own food, uh, and then others questioned whether the RSVP was actually sent out for a wedding or a fancy gala. But the original po- uh, poster wrote that they took the photo from a Facebook group and are desperately waiting for some you know, information and hoping that it was just a joke. But if that was not a joke, how much of a nerve is that? I mean, would you want to even go to a that's, wedding? That's not, if, you got, if you're asking for that stuff, I mean, that's – okay. Let's start with the if it's real. You've got some balls of steel, man. Some steel on the chick. I'm not even talking about the dude. 
I'm talking about the chick because she's the one that's putting this together. I'm not saying that guys don't get involved in wedding planning, but really the women tend to do most of it. Still, she got some brass balls, dude, like 100%. I, my RSVP would be like, nah, and I'd go and keep my gift, use the money that I would have used on the gift, and gone and got my own lobster. Thank you. That's insane. It's insane. It's insane. I would really hope it was like something made up, but it does not surprise me anymore. Um, I really don't know if that would be. I, I wouldn't even want to go to a wedding like that. Uh, nope. If someone is asking. And then on what top of that, it's like that's even more. I think it's even it's even more rude than like you need to wear a certain color to my wedding so that when we have pictures, this is what it looks like, kind of thing. I've seen that go around. I've seen, like, your outfit needs to be a certain whatever, and I want all of the people that are going to be in the pictures, you're, you're going to weigh less than this. I've seen some of those um, that have gone around on social media. This one, if it's real, again, if it's real, it's a visual representation at the table. So if I'm sitting next to somebody, and they've got the champagne goblet, and I've got my chicken now, granted, I could have chose the chicken and had all the way up to the lobster if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But that's 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 also amongst the guests, not just even beyond the the, the wedding party. Amongst the guests, I'm sitting next to somebody that if I can't afford a four hundred dollar gift, but I'm sitting next to Aunt Margaret who has nothing left but to give, give, give. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. I, I think mean, it's kind of rude. Yeah, it's it's kind of you know like like I said, nothing surprises me much anymore in regards to what people do. <laughs> uh, but it is what it is, and uh, to the happy couple, congrats. <laughs> Question mark. Question mark. Um. Interesting story, since we have uh, a little bit of time here tonight, and I actually had gotten this from a source from across the pond from the U.K., and (laughs) I read this the first time, and uh, I I don't know if someone just had, I don't know from what study or survey or even if things were real on this, but when it comes to sex and romance, there are numerous things you could say to a person that might instantly kill the mood. But in case you're in need of some guidance in this department, here's a look at what phrases you should probably avoid at all costs while in bed with a partner. A survey of nearly 2,000 Brits by the adult site Viva Street has revealed the worst phrases to say during sex. They separated the results out onto two lists, seven things you shouldn't say to women and seven things you shouldn't say to men. Now, it was the same thing when I read the list. It was just based in different order. So, for women, things you shouldn't say to them during sex. Saying the wrong name was number one. Uh, you remind me of my mom or dad was number two, and I don't know who would ever say that to someone during sex. <laughs> Three, I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> Four, are you done? <laughs> Five, what's the time? Six, is that it? 
And seven, what's your name again? Now, for men, it was Are You Done was number one. Uh, is that it? Was number two. <laughs> number three was I Need to Go to the Toilet. Four was What's the Time? Saying the wrong name was five. So guys that weren't hurt that much uh, with the wrong name. Uh, you remind me of my mom or dad was six. And seven, well, what's your name again? Guys don't really care about that. The number one and two thing for guys that hurt was are you done or is that it? <laughs> but for women, They're worried about performance. Yeah, but for women, women it was saying the wrong name. You remind me of my connection. mom. Connection, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, Which is so funny because that's not anything that I said. Like, we talked about this last night, question mark. And I, like my like, I was saying stuff like, "Oh, is that cute?" <laughs> Things that I don't think any man wants a woman to say to them when they're getting ready to get nasty. That's <laughs> that. That's no, not that's, something they want to say in any kind of context. That's a married couple thing to do to be teasing after like years of marriage. That's that's that. Aw, look at you being cute. That I think is a rude thing to say. I think what was the other one that I came up with was like, um, oh, I can't even remember. I I can't even remember because it was like last night. It was like <laughs> stuff like there's other things you could say that are really bad, like yawning. You don't even have to say anything. Just yawning in the middle of that. That would be bad. I think. Actions would be a little bad, yes. Uh, actions would be yawning or looking uninterested. That would be really bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or for those people that have on the TV and are looking more at the TV than they are probably. Oh, God, yeah, that'd be awful. <laughs> that'd be awful. That wait, wait, wait. Be... Hold on, honey. This scene is great. Just give me a second. Right, right. Right, or or somebody wanting to change the channel, <laughs> that would be pretty bad, because that would be pretty when much at that point, they're the not volume. really into what's going on right there. So, right. yeah, I don't know if that's going to uh, be the best thing there. But uh, let's hope that that doesn't happen to any of you. And, and now that for this public service that we were able to tell you exactly what not to say, hopefully things will go a little bit better. Now, as for performance and anything else, uh, we can't help you with that. <laughs> um, the best we can tell you is try your best. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say have fun with it, but all right, try your best. We'll go with that. <laughs> I, I know. I just try, I mean, have fun with it. It's supposed to be messy. It's supposed to be awful. It's supposed to be awkward. Have fun with it. That's the way I say it. Like, right. just have fun with it. Things make noises. Things smell different. Not necessarily funny or good or bad, but they just smell different. Things look funky. They feel funky. All That's, of those things. Everybody's I think that goes nervous. on the turn off if you start saying things smell different. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, like, I'm sorry. There's some, there is a smell that goes along with sex. There is a sex smell. I'm not well, saying I mean, it's a bad thing. Like, there is a bad there sex song Like, about bad sex smell is bad. Well, uh-huh. wasn't it that song by, was it Marcy Playground, Sex and Candy? And I, I think it talks about the experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I smell sex. So there is a smell. Candy. Okay. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah. no, I'm just saying things make noises. Like you know, whatever. Everybody's nervous. You look great. They got you in bed for heaven's sake. Quit. Have fun with it. That's what I say. My PSA. My soapbox. We only had ten Take minutes of that conversation, but if you did, if you missed our interview with D. Siren from a couple of weeks ago, definitely hear it on the broadcast. You can go to news and comment on Blog Talk Radio to hear that. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, hopefully, we could do another show oh, like yeah. that time again soon. Um, it was educational, I know, for me. I know a lot of people are still uh, talking about it, and um, I know uh, Dee and her crew have been uh, posting the links to it on Twitter, which you can find on there, or you can find on our page, which I'll be posting again tonight, uh, News Comet BTR over on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's... I loved it. It was great. And hopefully we'll be able to do more shows like that or specialty shows because from... Hearing back from you guys, uh, one of the things uh, that we've heard is more lifestyle type of things, and that's one facet to it. Hopefully we'll add more. Uh, surprisingly, sports did not make it because sports was one of the options, and people weren't really interested in that because I think everybody has their own opinion about sports. You're not going to really change their mind. Um, so I think more people are interested and lifestyle topics, things that could affect them, things that they could relate to or need to know more about, which is pretty awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But with all of that being said... I think they actually, should teach that stuff in school. You know, and we talked about that with the... In regard, you mean like more like what we just talked about or more, more like lifestyle mm-hmm. things? That too. Well, it, no, all of it. it. I think that there's, I think school has gone so much to, like, book learning and everything that they've lost. I had a home ec class. I don't know if you did. A typing class. Uh, I, I learned how to balance a checkbook. I learned how to do the, the taxes, you know, for, for my, I used the 1040A form. Uh, so it was like learning how to do those things. I had a class in high school before I went out into the real world. Now, did I learn everything? No. Did I get everything? Did it stick? No. But it was better than learning it on the fly on my own. So I think we've lost some of that in the high schools. Like they're all prepping you to go to college. They're prepping you to go to the military. They've almost forgot that you, they should be prepping you to go into life. You, know? you and I both know when you when they start to do stuff like that, a lot of parents don't want – here's the funny thing with that. When it comes to particular things, parents don't mind their kids being taught that. But when it comes to lifestyle things, a lot of parents, or it seems a high percentage of it, if I'm wrong, you tell me, but a lot of them don't want other people teaching their kids about finance. They don't want them teaching their kids about – you know, uh, certain lifestyle choices because they feel that their way or the way that they've been doing will best set their kid up and that they don't want somebody telling them, hey, you know, yeah, you could probably teach them about basics, but you can't teach them about investing or doing this and doing that because Mm -hmm. you all don't know I could teach you better. Where people think that they probably know Mm -hmm. a lot better about certain lifestyle things and they're wanting their kid to learn it from them, which is kind of, Ironic being as they're afraid to have the talk on the major stuff until they learn it from somewhere outside. But yeah. Right. 
Oh, well, topic for another day, I'm sure. It's a topic for another day, and we will definitely have, a, you know, hopefully specialists coming in because we could talk about it all that we can with our experience, but sometimes having a specialist in here kind of uh, backs it up a little bit, and if uh, you are a specialist in that, definitely drop us a line, let us know. And uh, I do want to uh, apologize because tonight, uh, if you're listening to us, uh, we're thankful for you for listening Next week, I promise, we will take calls. <laughs> um, but, my friend, you will be here in town next week. Um, yes, I will you. be. I know. I know I was out there. I will be uh, back in the Midwest. It will be great. Yeah, you're back in the Midwest next week. I know I'll see you. Um, and excited that you're coming. And did you have any shout-outs tonight before we wrap things up? Tonight, no. Tonight I am shout-out free this evening. I'm very sad about that. No, no, not tonight. Tonight, there's a lot of people that I'm sure that I want to make sure that I thank and talk to and all of that good stuff as as the days go on because there's a lot of changes that are happening in my world. Um, but until those changes happen, i got to get that stuff in motion before we can before those shout-outs can happen. So tonight, I'm shout-out free. You got it. Well, I am shout-out free as well. Uh, I do want to thank everyone for listening. And like I said, for um, if you called, call us next week. I'll take your call. I promise we will. Um, and, yeah, you can catch us here every Friday night, same time, uh, 10 o'clock in the Central Standard Time Zone. And uh, we hope that... For all of you, you have a great weekend. Uh, remember Good Neighbor Day tomorrow. Be kind to your neighbor. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Turn out the light. The party's over. <laughs> they say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. And tomorrow and next year starts the same old thing again. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.